Hi, it's Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to learn more about money, credit, and debt, or you're one of the many good people out there with bad debt and you want it to go away. But stick with me. Together we can make that happen. Either way, I'm here for you, and I believe a better and more financially successful future is ahead. It can be within your grasp. I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you find this or any of my podcasts helpful, please take a moment and leave a review on the podcast platform you're listening on. Your feedback and opinion matter to me. And if I've done a good job, your review helps others to find the podcast as well. And while you're there leaving your review, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Last piece of housekeeping. If you have a question or comment you'd like to hear on an upcoming podcast, you can leave me a voice message at getoutofdebt.org slash message. Or leave me a question for me to answer on my website by going to getoutofdebt.org slash question. Thank you so much for being a great listener, and I'm sending you a giant virtual hug in return. And now, on with the podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to comes with a warning. Not every effort to produce information and interesting content is a true work of art. Sometimes it's just a hot mess. And today's show is one of those hot messes and includes a few curse words along the way. My apologies, but there it is. However, Damon and I do eventually get out some good information on how to have fun when dealing with money troubles, some tips on how to save easy money on routine expenses, and you'll even hear Damon talk about how he was just scammed, well, sort of, on Craigslist. And now on to the audio we'll loosely call a podcast. Hi, this is Steve Rode, your get-out-of-debt guy from getoutofdebt.org. Here's the latest practical money, credit, and debt advice to help you enjoy life more. I guess he's just not going to let me do video. What were you doing video on last time? My Mac. Oh, not your laptop? No, it's my regular one. Oh. I don't... I don't get it. It's acting like it's not connected or something. Like I don't have one. Let me do. So you're on your uh, iMac, right? I mean, your um, yeah, my Mac, my MacBook Lite or whatever you call it. Your Mac, your uh, Mac Air. Uh, yeah. Three hours to set it up. Twenty minutes to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Am I getting quieter? No, you're louder. I'm I'm louder now? Yeah. Okay, well, this is definitely my microphone because I'm standing 10 feet away from my laptop with my microphone in my face. Okay. Well, the audio quality is better. Better than what? Better than before. Yeah, but I've been playing with it, so now how's it? Sounds awesome. Let's just get the fucker done. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with it? I'm buying all this shit and it doesn't even work. It is. It's, It's like you're not even talking through the microphone. I mean, you're... You're holding the mic up to your face. What, what, what about now? Yeah, that's better, but overmodulated. Well, it's because I'm got my nose on my thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how these things are designed to to be used. Just right in your face. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not on camera, so I guess I can just yeah sh- shove it in my face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got your pop screen on? I do. I'm licking it. Yeah, because it sounds good. Sounds fine. Okay. So the whole time is operator error? Well, I did tell you from the very top that it needs to be right up. <laughs> it just feels weird to have it right in my face. Well, that's how you avoid having all the room echo. I, I know, but I I, when, I get kind of high-pitchy and squealy, and I feel like I'm just going to like blow people's eardrums out if I'm right up on it. Well, you just have to do what I do. You just have to be conscious of not talking that loud and screaming like a girl. <laughs> like, what would it sound like if I went, what up, bitches? Well, it gets a little overmodulated, yeah. Well, see, I, when I do that, I'll have to go, what up, bitches? <laughs> yeah, now it's echoey. <laughs> <laughs> bitches, bitches, bitches. <laughs> I'll have to save all these outtakes because play in a loop at my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> As David would say, what up, bitches? <laughs> And I'm gonna have to phone it into your funeral. <laughs> oh, you can fly once. Yeah. All right. I'll put in my real money for Steve's airplane ticket. Yeah. Points. Yeah. Southwest points for Steve. <laughs> Southwest. You get Amex points for peanuts, two hundred dollars worth for the year. You know what we're talking about. I got a trailer. Yeah, shit, buy shit, whatever. Do what you want. <laughs> I really don't know what we're talking about. All right, here we go. Oh fuck. Yep. Hey, Steve Rode. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I was trying to hold in my laugh. <laughs> I saw you pausing. I can still see you, even though you can't see me. <laughs> I saw you trying to like calm and collect yourself so you could talk and then kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah, all I heard was. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we're supposed to be professionals here. Well, yeah, okay. Well, everyone's just getting what they paid for. That's that's reality. Uh, it's worth every penny. Yeah. All right, let's try it again. Hey, this is Steve Rode, your get out of deck guy, with another get out of deck guy show, and back again like a bad penny is Damon Day. Hey, Damon. Hey, Steve. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm almost threatened to. Include the la- how long we've been trying to d- get this going now? Uh, Nineteen minutes. A lot longer than we're going to actually do the show for. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> I still don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about this week: is being in debt doesn't have to be the end of having fun, right? Fun on a budget while you're doing dealing with financial problems, and you have created an interesting way where you the type of fun that you want to have um, is you've managed to turn it into a little business on the side. I did. So, right. Cause you want to get away with your family. You got traveling baseball with your kids and everything else. And you came up with this great idea. Hey, why don't we get a travel trailer? <laughs> Wiser words were never spoken. <laughs> <laughs> great idea or Hey, <laughs> no yeah we we bought a trailer about two years ago um because we yeah we're, we were traveling a lot with my son's baseball and uh so we thought hey it'd be better to you know get a trailer instead of spending money on hotels and plane tickets and all that stuff and we can actually do some family outings and see the sights of america and um 
then I ended up right after I bought it, I got this idea that, hey, it sits there, you know, a couple of weeks out of every month. And, uh, you know, why not run it out to other families that want to try RVing? So, yeah, I, I, I didn't invent it or anything. I mean, there's some websites out there that can help you out. But I, I found them and did some research on it. And I thought, well, that's a nifty idea. Just rent it out and help me get the payments paid and cover the expenses for storage. And it's worked out pretty good for the last I don't know, 18 months or so I've been doing it. So, actually... Uh, would you say at the end of the year that you've made more income than the trailer has cost you each year? I would say for me, because my issue is we we use our trailer more than most families would use a trailer. Most families, the problem with buying an RV for most people is it doesn't make sense. When you, when you really start adding up the costs and then you factor in how often you're going to use it, most families maybe go on two, three trips for the entire year and that's it. So you start looking at those costs and it really doesn't make sense. But we, we go on about 15 to 20 trips a year. I mean, we're gone all the time. So what I found, I, I only rented it out a couple of times a year, both years. Um, but most of those were, you know, I made about anywhere from 600 to a thousand dollars per rental, depending on how many, how many days. But what I found is I had to uh, decline a lot of rentals because we were using the trailer not so much. So I could have probably easily made two or three times what I made if I had only used my trailer personally a couple of times a year. And even even with that though, those four those four times I rented it out four or five times um, at least covered the cost of the payment. So you know maybe not quite everything, but you know that's pretty good when you're using the trailer twenty times a year and you get the payments covered and all you got to worry about is maybe some storage and some maintenance. That's not a bad deal. So when you're deep in debt, you're depressed, you're saying no to your family all the time, and your kids want to do something, you know, these travel leagues, because I have a, a cousin who has a child uh, who's in uh, gymnastics and hockey, and these travel leagues can be a money pit. I'm just amazed. For example, your son is in a baseball travel league, and they go all over. I can't imagine how much parents have to spend every year just to keep their kids playing ball. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really is crazy. You got to, and you know, the, you, you have, Kathy and I, we kind of have this constant struggle between not wanting to deny your kids an opportunity, but at the same time trying to be, you know, financially prudent <laughs> with, okay, how much do we want to spend on our 10 year old to play baseball, you know, even though he loves it. And so where, you know, the direction we went, into was, well, what if we could find a way to turn it into not just, oh, we got to go to another baseball tournament, but turn it into, you know, a family trip, quick trip, vacation, whatever you want to call it. So it's, it, it, we actually get a lot more value for the money that we're spending um, and get some, what, what they do call quality family bonding time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, plus, it not one of the other great money saving things is that uh, if you actually, made meals at home or in the trailer or on the road, you're saving a lot of money by not having to eat out. Well, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the having the trailer definitely saves us money, but of course, you know, then you're comparing it to, well, still doing the activity without the trailer versus some, somebody might come along and say, well, if you didn't do the activity altogether, then you'd save the most money, obviously. But right. if right. you're going to do the activity, there are, you know, ways that you can find to save. Like even I have, um, you know, there's friends on the team that, you know, they don't, they didn't go get an RV. Although I think the idea is growing on more of them because I think sometimes they get a little jealous of 
when they say, oh, we got to stay another night. We made the championship. The hotel's 250 And I'm like, oh, yeah, my night's $25. Yeah, I don't mind staying <laughs> a few more days. That's fine. That's fun. Let's, let's do that. And, you know, so who knows? Maybe the next year or two, there's going to be a whole caravan, a team caravan of RVs. But um, but there's other parents, you know, where they'll carpool, um, you know, to, to a, an out-of-state tournament or something, or they'll just maybe they can't make every single tournament. So, you know, one or two of the parents might drive three or four of the kids and then they'll stay in the same room together. So there are ways to save money, even if you're not going to actually, you know, go buy an RV or something like that. But yeah, that sounds like fun staying in a distant hotel with other people's kids. Well, it's not my cup of tea, but (laughs) (laughs) so do you mind if we talk uh, dollars and cents for a minute? Oh, good thing. I was prepared for that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no sure, you can ask me whatever you want. I don't know what. Yeah. I'm gonna say, but. No, no, no. Just you know, like uh, you have a twenty-foot trailer. So, what can people expect a payment on something like that to be? Why do you think I have a twenty-foot trailer? I don't know. What, how long is it? It's twenty-seven feet. I'm sorry. Size does matter. Yeah, and when you <laughs> get to the campground, you pop it out. The back slides out up to thirty-four feet. Steve, no, no, no. Uh, 32 feet. All right. 32 feet. So you have a, 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 when your camper trailer, when your trailer is fully erected, it's 32 feet. <laughs> That's smooth. <Steve. laughs> so, uh, I mean, not having any sort of idea, you know, what trailers cost, is it affordable? You said, you know, hotel rooms like 250 a night. Yeah, so, I mean, is so, that I, mean trailers, I mean, they they run the gamut, obviously, right? I mean, you you can you know look at it till your eyes bleed. Different sizes, different models, different you know. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go all the way down to you know getting a you know a, a fairly small twenty twenty five foot travel trailer that's used for you know under ten thousand dollars. That's so perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new one that I bought, it was um, brand new. It was right around twenty. 21, of course, you got to factor in, you got to pay the taxes on it and, uh, you know, shipping or, you know, pick it up local or whatever. But just for, like, for my purposes, the trailer that we got, and we've got three kids and three dogs. So, you know, we were in a 27-foot trailer um, and, uh, you know, family of five and three dogs. So it was pretty tight, but it was doable. Um, And, you know, you can get something like that. And, you know. All the Dave Ramsey fans are gonna, you know, be a gas coming talking about payments. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just a payment of, you know, it's the American way, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, this show's not about financial advice. This is about us talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These guys said go buy an RV. What kind of consultants are they? Well, I know, you know, it's interesting because you you do hear people talking about financial advice. I'm doing air quotes, right? Um, and. I would I would much rather have a show that talked about financial reality and life reality than the general BS that uh, you know the talking heads like he, you might see on TV say. And I say that as somebody who used to be on TV a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, just to give you a general ballpark, I mean, you know, you get a small trailer, you figure, you know, as long as you got a decent credit credit rating, your payments are going to be two hundred, two fifty, and if you buy a brand new one, you know, in the in the you know low twenty thousand range. And then, you know, if you don't have a place to park it, you're going to have to store it. And that, that depending on where you live in the country, that could be 30 bucks a month. It could be 150 bucks a month, you know, it, or, mm-hmm. or if you go inside storage, it could be even more than that. I don't recommend getting inside storage that costs more a month than your trailer payment, though. So you got to, you know, be mindful of that. And then you're going to have, you know, I mean, 
we've done RVs for years. This is the fourth trailer that Kathy and I have owned. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this stuff is just kind of second nature to me. I don't really think about it anymore. Um, but if you're, you know, new to it and it's a kind of, you know, this is the first trailer you've ever had, there's going to be a, you know, a learning curve and there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to buy. It's not just the trailer. You know, when you buy the trailer, that's kind of the start of it. Um, but although if you're smart about it and you just kind of get things as you need it, it's not, it's not going to be a major expense and it's certainly cheaper, at least for us. Um, when you start adding up, well, if you go in and you're paying $200 a night for a hotel and three, four nights for every tournament, and they're doing six tournaments a year, and then the airfare, you know, to get out there and back and all of that, you know, paying for a, a small RV, uh, even with the gas and everything to get there, uh, is certainly a lot more economical, especially if you're trying to transport five people and a couple of animals. It definitely makes more sense to take your trailer. Plus, we don't have to worry about, you know, bed bugs and things like that. It's yeah, all of our true. It's all yeah. of our stink in there. You know, it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> Your very own stink. Yeah. So yeah. Well, once you once and then once you buy a trailer, uh, there's all sorts of way to spend money. I mean, you've told me about some uh, trailer parks, like uh, the one in California on the ocean, that was an ungodly amount of money a night. Oh, Newport Dunes. Yeah, we we love that place, but it is it is it's pretty pricey down there. It's it's all supply and demand. And they range all the way down to, like you said, $25 a night. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to be on the coast, I mean, you can find places. I found a place one time with uh, my Passport America card. We were just passing through. We needed a place just outside of Santa Fe um, to stay for the night. We had about five hours left to get home, and we were just exhausted. So we pulled up the app and, and found a Passport America. So it's 50% off. We got in there late at night, plugged in, went to sleep. But it was um, – it was $12.50 because the, the regular rate was 25 and then they gave us 50% off of that. So, you know, it, it can get pretty cheap. And then if you really want to save some money, you don't have to go to an RV park. You know, a lot of these rigs, you can set them up for what they call boondocking, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're into that. Dry and, camping. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you got the water tanks and the batteries and all that stuff. And we do that sometimes, you know, where if we're just passing through somewhere and we just need to pull over and grab a couple hours sleep. A lot of Walmarts will let you pull in their parking lot and just, you know, go set up the rig. I don't even disconnect it from the truck. We just get the family and the dogs in there and maybe make some dinner and um, pop the slides out and go to sleep and then get up early and go. And that's that's free. Well, you mentioned this Passport America. I'm on their website right now. You can imagine uh, what the URL is. It's PassportAmerica.com. And it says that the um, yearly membership is $44 a year. And they advertise themselves as a 50% discount camping club. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, I've got mixed reviews on them. The The nice thing about it um, is, you know, for $44, you can't go wrong because if you're going to be, you know, using it, if you use it one or two nights out of the year, you're, you're going to make that money back because it, any member um, park is 50%. The, the downside that I found to it is because the parks have to be 50% off to participate, what tends to happen is the parks will sign up maybe if they're newer or they're, you know, slow or they're, you know, trying to get more business. And that could be, you know, maybe because they're newer because maybe <laughs> the park is not very desirable. Who knows? Um, so obviously there's a financial incentive for the business to do it. And they, and they, they give away, you know, half of their revenue to get new people in. But what I found is we, you know, when we first got it two years ago, we found several nice parks that way through their app. And then, 
what I've started to notice is a lot of those parks that we went to two years ago, when you call, they'll say, oh, no, we're not members anymore. Or, oh, well, that's only on, you know, Tuesday through Thursday or, you know, yeah. something like that, which you can't blame them because, you know, once they get to the point where they don't need that extra advertising to fill up, why do they want to give people half price if they're already going to be full at full price? So, yeah, I'm looking on their site right now. I was looking for places in the state of North Carolina where I am. And they are exactly what they say on the 10. They're 50% off. Uh, and so I understand that they might, you might come and go, but if you're just looking for a place to save 50%, yeah, might be yeah. worth thinking about. Yeah. And it's not really a plug for, uh, you know, Passport America or, or whatever, but that's usually what Kathy and I will do if we're coming in and we don't know where we want to stay. We'll pull up the app and we'll see if there's a Passport America park anywhere near us, especially if we're not going to be that picky because why not, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're pulling over to sleep in the dark, so yeah. as long as it's not, you know you don't need a flak vest or something, you're you're pretty good. <laughs> we have we have run into that potential a couple of times where we went. I'm not that tired. Let's keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> the twelve dollar campground. Yeah, no, but actually that one was fine. I mean, it was just you know, there's certain areas that are fine, and there's certain areas that we don't really want to stop. All right. Well, how about uh, free campgrounds at fun places to go? You ever heard about something like that? Free campgrounds at fun places to go? Yeah, there's this website called Harvest Hosts. No. Harvest, HarvestHosts.com. See, I'm going to teach you something here. Wow. You're, you're the RV guy. No, Walmart's the only one that gives us free campgrounds, but that's really just a parking lot. <laughs> well, this this place has listings for free RV camping at 709 wineries, breweries, farms, and more. Yeah, these are places that want you to come and stay, and you can park on their property for free. Uh, some of the places are museums and attractions. What's that site called, Steve? <laughs> Harvest Hosts, H-O-S-T-S dot com. It costs uh, $79 a year. Oh, it's a membership deal. It's a membership. Yeah. I mean, you're paying 44 for Passport America. So the only thing, if you pay 119 a year, um, they also add golf courses and country clubs that you can stay at in your trailer. So pretty cool. Something so, to think about. I have a question. Yes. Because I'm probably as confused as our listeners. Yeah. So like, is this an RV show or what are these guys? What's the, <laughs> what's the takeaway of this uh, show today? Are we? I know we want to talk about, you know, ways to, you know, side hustle and make money, which is how we kind of circle it back to, you know, to getting out of debt guy show. Um, are, are we going to talk about some other side hustles or where are we going? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. So uh, now that we've talked about it is possible to have fun. Good segue there, Damon. It, it is possible to have fun on a budget. There are some creative ways that you can do it and break even and make a little bit of money, like with this uh, whole trailer RV idea. There are other ways that you can help reduce your financial pressure. And you mentioned the side hustler gig, and I want you to talk about that in just a second. But one of the easiest ways to reduce your debt is to reduce your expenses. I'm going to give you two things that I really like to reduce expenses, common sense things. Uh, the first thing is recently I switched my phones from uh, AT&T to consumer cellular. So for two unlimited cell phones uh, and 
20 gigs of data a month includes unlimited calls and texts. It's 75 bucks. I saved $125 off my AT&T plan that I was on. And their customer service is fabulous. So I need to give them some praise for that. The other thing is, this is really a cheapskate idea. Damon, you know, razor blades are just damn expensive. If you go to the store and buy them, I, I, I can't believe how much they are. But uh, Dollar Shave Club, I mean, you and I have known about this place for a long time. I think it's five bucks a month now. And you get razor blades and five bucks a month. I mean, you can't lose. The other thing is, you know, I don't think I have used or paid for shaving cream in probably five years. Because you can use soft soap and lather it up and put it on your face or your legs, whatever you're doing. And um, it works just fine. It's the same thing. And it's free. So I, I love saving money that way. So Damon, talk about reducing expenses or making additional income. What good side hustle, side gig things have you seen people you do? You know, it's 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 weird. I mean, I don't have any specific good ones other than like I said, I, I wouldn't I'm not I'm not recommending you go out and buy a trailer specifically to maybe try to run it out on the side, but there's there's hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even millions that have trailers currently that are just sitting there. So definitely something you want to check out. But um, I've had clients um, that have actually had a lot of success. And I know it's like, you know, whatever. But, I mean, things like Uber and Post-its. And uh, what was that one a friend of mine was telling me about the other day? I can't remember. But, I mean, there's just with this whole, you know, sharing economy and the technology that's, you know, just everything that's been – it's just crazy to look back on like the last 10 years and the opportunity for somebody that's just, you know, hungry and motivated to make some extra money. It's almost like there's just an unlimited, you know, number of things that they could be doing in their spare time to try to, you know, have a side hustle and bring in some cash. It's, it's really just about figure out what you might want to do or what you would like to do and, and just go do it. There's just so many opportunities out there right now that didn't exist even just 10 years ago. The thing I like about delivering for Amazon or Lyft or Uber or any of those things is you can turn it on and turn it off whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite Uber experience was I was in Florida. Pam and I were in Florida, and uh, we needed to get uh, to the airport. So we went on to Uber and asked for a ride, and an Uber driver said immediately, bing, you know, they're, they're on their way. So it was a very nice woman who was on her way to the grocery store when she saw the request come out and she figured she might as well make a little bit of money and she could turn around afterwards and go to the grocery store anyway. Yeah. You know, it just, it, I don't know. To me, it just, it, it, it amazes me to look at what's going on, you know, in the world really. And, you know, when, when people just get all upset and down and, you know, I'm unemployed and there's nothing I can do and what was me. And it's like, there's just so much opportunity. Just go out there and and do it. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's just crazy. You don't have to rely on just like, you know, some employer anymore. I mean, heck, if you're a little bit, you know, industrious, you could, you know, spend $10 at GoDaddy and get a website and start your own little side hustle if you don't want to, you know, go work for somebody else. So I have people, like I had a client, um, this was about a year ago, and he had no extra money to get out of debt. He, he really wanted to, 
you know, get out of debt and just get his debts, you know, paid off. And he was an older gentleman, but still working. And he went out and, uh, you know, he, he became an Uber and a Lyft driver. And, and he, but he, I mean, he was hustling, man. He was, he would go out like every, you know, after work every night, at least one of the weekday, you know, weekend days. And there was a time where he was pulling in an extra $1,500 a month. And he was just throwing all of that at his debt. And, you know, it, it wasn't fun for him, but he saw it as a means to an end as where he can go out and set his own schedule and, you know, work around when he was feeling up to it. And, and he was out there kicking butt, making an extra 1500 bucks a month. And for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. I mean, you can, you know, obtain your financial goals, making an extra 1500 bucks in the evenings. So here's the ultimate get out of debt story by Uber, probably. So uh, again, I'm in Florida. I request an Uber. The driver comes, he picks me up, we start chit-chatting, and turns out that I am his very first fare that he's ever had. And he asked me what I do, and I said, well, I'm a consumer debt expert, and I help people have financial problems. And he broke down crying. So it turns out that he had been laid off, and he had decided he was going to do Uber uh, as a way to make some cash quickly. And so we, uh, I talked to him to at least pulling over. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, drive, driving through the tears was not my, uh, my best. That's uh, good advice, idea. Steve. You are a professional. Yeah, better pull over. <laughs> so uh, we pulled over the parking lot, and uh, we had uh, about a 30-minute conversation about his financial situation and helped him come up with a plan, and he was uh, felt much better about the thing, and he was enthusiastic about working the Uber gig in all his spare time between looking for a job. So, Hey, it worked out. You know, the thing I like about Uber and Lyft and those things is that uh, there's really not much of a hurdle to get started uh, without, if you've got the enthusiasm to do it, I don't know what the process is for screening vehicles. I've actually been picked up by an Uber driver in a pickup truck. <laughs> I I got picked up by an Uber driver in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, in the smallest car there ever was, and he told me that he slept in the back seat, but his legs were all cramped because he couldn't extend them out. You know, so <laughs> there's all sorts of drivers out there, and um, there are other things you can do too, like Amazon's Mechanical Turk. Uh, look it up on on Google. And you can get paid for just doing small little assignments, clicking on this or doing a survey or something like that. There are services out there like Field Agent, where you can go and be a secret shopper and get uh, paid for that assignment. There's all sorts of things out there. So um, you can reduce, if you find yourself in financial problem, you can reduce your debt, you can increase your income, or you can do a little bit of both. And even those uh, those freelance websites too, those are pretty good for people that have certain talents or skills like Odesk or Fiverr or those kind of places. And, you know, put your, put your talents out there. And, you know, if there's a need, you can make some side money doing that. Yeah. And wait, now you get the ultimate roundabout here. You could actually make side money while you're on the road in your trailer, because in fact, you are talking to me right now from a hotel room. I am. I would have been in my trailer, but it didn't quite work out. <laughs> so you're you're on the road getting a new trailer right that now. That was a segue fail. <laughs> well, the plan was to have Speaking video of you in your trailers. Your trailer. 
You're in yeah. the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're halfway there. <laughs> My trailer is three miles down the road, Steve. Well, dealership. hopefully tomorrow it'll be on the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah. I just need a hitch. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, let's talk about how to get scammed when you're trying to save money. Why do you think I'm an expert on getting scammed? Uh, because I've lived with you for the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> And I've received the phone calls. Yeah. Well, so it, Craigslist is not always what it's cracked up to be, is it? No, you know, I've, I've always had a good experience, but I, I finally, you know, I guess it finally caught up to me. You know, I came, uh, we kind of outgrew our travel trailer, so I, I needed to buy a larger trailer, but I didn't have the proper fifth wheel hitch in the back of my truck. And the one I ordered was not going to get here in time because trying to be, you know, an astute consumer, I purchased the trailer in Oklahoma, and I happen to live in Colorado, about 10 hours away. But the trailer in Oklahoma was a lot cheaper than it was anywhere else, pretty much, that I could find it. So I figured the 10-hour drive was worth it. But I had to somehow coordinate getting that hitch to the dealership in Oklahoma, and I couldn't find somebody that could ship it to me in time. So I got on Craigslist like any smart consumer would do to try to save some money, and I found somebody actually in Tulsa that – supposedly had the hitch that I needed. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I drove out here to get the trailer on the, the hopes that, you know, Craigslist was going to come through for me. And um, I, I went and met the person, got the hitch. Everything looked right, right, uh, right model number on the box. And I went to install it, come to find out it was the wrong model number and it would not fit on my truck. So somehow they had the wrong hitch in the box. I figured, well, that sucks. I'll have to call him back and we'll have to get my $500 back and I'll give him the hitch back and I'll explain it was wrong. But unfortunately, when I called, the. Now, when you called, were you optimistic this was going to end well? I, I was not optimistic because, um, it, first of all, it took me a while to figure out why the hitch was not fitting correctly. I couldn't. I, I had to do some research online to figure out that I must have a different model number. I thought there was something wrong with the hitch, um, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And so when I called, when when it really went south was when I called Tammy, the lady that I'd been dealing with, and her, what I can only assume was druggy boyfriend, (laughs) answered the phone. I mean, the guy was not all there. And um, he answered the phone in a tone that was like, like he was expecting my phone call. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, and, and he had never answered the phone when I called her before, but now all of a sudden this guy's answering and he answers the phone. What? And I'm, and I didn't even know the guy's name. I'm like, Oh, hi. Yeah, this is Damon. I was uh, just calling because the, the hits that you guys sold me, unfortunately it's not the right model number that was on the box. Somehow you guys got the hitch mixed up. That's impossible. This is a new hitch has never been out of the box. Well, actually, yeah, actually, it has been out of the box, but you know, I'm willing to look past that. No, it's a new hitch, it's never been out of the box. Well, I'm not sure how it got the diamond plate rusting on the bottom <laughs> while it was in the box from the factory, but again, that's not an issue. The issue is it's the wrong model and it's just not going to work for my truck, it's for the flatbed model and or flatbed truck. And you guys, you know, told me it was this different model that was what I thought I was purchasing, but it's, it's not. So I think there was a mistake and I, and I didn't like, I didn't accuse him of trying to scam. 
scammy or anything like that. I, I just, I think they genuinely didn't know. And I thought, okay, so, you know, I'll need to meet you. I'll give you the hitch back and you can refund my money. And then, you know, when you put it back on Craigslist, make sure you say this is for flatbed trucks only. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, well, no, you're just not installing it right. And I'm like, look, I'll shoot well. you a video. I can show you. <laughs> He's like, flip it over. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. No. <laughs> flipping it over. It's the wrong hitch. It's not designed for this truck. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so again, it's, it, you know, no harm, no foul. I just need to, you know, get that $500 back because I'm supposed to pick up a trailer in at this point, 10 hours mm-hmm. and, you know, in, 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 you know, in Tulsa. So I need to get the money back so I can go find another hitch to buy. And he's like, well, it sounds like you got a problem then. I'm not refunding the money. <laughs> and, and at that point, <laughs> what, what's that meme? Or it's like, at this point, he knew he effed up. <laughs> so I pretty much was like, uh-oh, this is going sideways in a hurry. And I was like, well, can I please talk to Tammy? He's like, yeah, but she doesn't know anything about this. So she gets on. She's super nice. And I'm so sorry. I don't understand what's wrong. And da 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 and I, and I explained it again. And then she goes, well, can't you just resell it to somebody else? I'm like, yeah, I, I could. Because, I mean, the funny thing was there was nothing wrong with the hitch. Uh, you know, for what it was. I mean, it wasn't like I could tell somebody had installed it, but it, if it was used, it was very gently used. Right. And, but so I wasn't even nitpicking about that, whatever, although I would have paid a little bit less had I known it was installed. But, but, you know, the issue I told her, I said, I need that $500 back so I can go buy another hitch in the next 10 hours. And, 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 and then, um, you know, I said, look, I'm not saying that you scam me because in all honesty, the hitch you gave me, was worth more than the hitch I thought I was buying. It actually was a hundred dollars more, but it just won't work for me. So take it back and advertise it for what it is. And you might be able to make some more money. And then I heard a click. <laughs> <laughs> they were done and, talking to you. And let me set the scene. That was in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the rain at 1130 at night, trying to install this hitch. And it was 35 degrees out. <laughs> And like an idiot, because I'm a wannabe YouTuber, even though I never publish any of these videos, I've got my camera set up on the top of my truck. I got my selfie stick going, and I'm out here in the hotel parking lot, you know, filming this. In- I was this is the hitch install video. Yeah, you and were that guy. I got scammed on on Craigslist video, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I just I, I, at the at after that I was like, well, it is what it is. You know, I could probably resell it to somebody that actually owns a flatbed, and that'd be fine. But I still have this dilemma. But at the same time, I was still you know very sad for humanity that you know that they they would do that, knowing what I went through to get out here. Um, and that I was kind of stranded without a hitch and, you know, I got a truck and a trailer and no way to take it home. Well, I I think the icing on the cake on this story is, uh, when you called Tammy back and she explained how her boyfriend was now not in the house. Yeah. So actually what I did was after a couple hours of, you know, doing other stuff about midnight or maybe it's 2 AM, 1 AM, something like that. Are you still um, in the parking lot? It's 2 AM. No, I was back in the hotel room at this point. After okay. that phone call and the hang-up, I went, well, my night is done. There's nothing more to do here. So I, I packed it up. And, in fact, I didn't want to leave the hitch in the back of the truck uh, because it was raining. I didn't want to get the box all soaking wet, and I didn't want somebody to steal it. So, I mean, so far my 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 experience with Oklahoma was not great. So, yeah, the thought of somebody maybe stealing it out of the back of my truck had crossed my mind. So I carried this behemoth box into the hotel 
And I go to the front desk, like, you got a place I can put this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's still currently stored in their storage room downstairs. But when I got up to the room, I just was thinking about it. And, you know, my wife's like, you should file a police report and da, 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 da. And, I, you know, the more I thought about it, it's like, you know what? If they're going to keep that 500 bucks, then they must need it more than I do. And karma is karma. So whatever. And I, I tried to let it go at that. And then, you know, I thought about it some more and I'm like, no, that sucks, man. That really sucks. So I texted her. I said, so are you going to do the right thing or should I file a police report? And I really had no intention of filing a police report. I'm going to waste my time. Although I had her work address. I had her home address. I know that she's a dog groomer in Oklahoma named Tammy. Yeah. And I have her Facebook page. So if I really wanted to uh, make some waves, you know, it wouldn't be that hard. Turn my wife loose on her. <laughs> but so I texted her that and she immediately called me back. Like right away, like within 30 seconds, I get a phone call. I'm super sorry. This is not me. I'm not a mean person. That guy, Ryan, I don't know what's wrong with him. I've been dating him only for three weeks because I told her in the text, like, I don't know what's wrong with him if he's on drugs. But my recommendation is you need to get away from him. And, and, and so she's telling me that, look, I'm so sorry. I explained to her what was wrong with the hits again. And she's like, okay, well, Ryan broke a whole bunch of stuff in my house and stormed off and took my truck keys. So this is a story I'm getting. Yeah. And so he took a hundred dollars of that 500. So I only have 400 left. And so if you want, I can meet you tomorrow and give you, and you can give me the hitch and I'll give you 400. And yeah, in, a, like, in a dark alley in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why do I take a hundred dollar haircut here? I mean, you know, and then, you know, we talked some more and she's thanking me for, you know, recommending she get away from Ryan or whatever. And, and, and then she, the way we left it was she was going to have to try to figure out how to find another truck here, or get a truck he made and get to work. And she'd call me in the morning. We'd range a time to meet and I would get my $400 back, I guess, because that's a gift to me. And then, so we hung up. Now, later that night, I kept thinking about, is this really a smart idea? I mean... Now, I just want to interrupt here because uh, essentially what you were doing is you were recommending to her that she get unhitched from her boyfriend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was doing. So I I, I thought about, you know what, $500, who knows? Maybe they were going to meet me. He was going to show up with a gun this time and this time take my wallet. I mean, mean, obviously I'm dealing with the two low lives here that don't mind taking $500 from somebody. And honestly, even if they didn't know they were giving me the wrong hitch, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Once they knew they did, and it was worthless to me. I had it for about a half an hour at that point. I mean, it was right. still in the back of my truck. I mean, the right thing to do would have been to meet me again. And okay, sorry about that. Because the hitch they told me they had was not the hitch they gave me. So it was, it was the same point. manufacturer. It was just a slightly different model. Exactly. And unfortunately, that model wouldn't work. So, yeah. So she was supposed to call me this morning. Uh, Of course, you know, she never did. So um, I'm thinking that was whole, you know, all an act. And she was not the sweet, innocent person that she made out to be. So basically, I just decided I'll just, when I get back home, I'll take that extra hitch that I now have and I'll put it on Craigslist as the right model number for what it is. And somebody that has a flatbed truck that it goes to, we'll get a good deal on a hitch that was installed once or twice, but I don't think was really ever used and they'll save a couple hundred bucks. And I live in farm country. So I'm sure there'll be somebody out there that would like to have that gooseball hitch on a flatbed truck. And if you're one of those people, my number is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, the warning I always like to give people to avoid, you know, being 
scammed or harassed or something when making a Craigslist deal is that generally you can uh, always meet the seller or the buyer in the parking lot at your local police station, and they're happy to to be there if you have any concerns. But Damon, in your experience, what could you have done to avoid being is scammed the right word? Being scammed like that? See, that's the that's the funny thing. I I. I was scammed in one sense, but on I honestly believe they didn't do it on purpose. I think they had, they thought what they had, you know, I don't know if they stole that thing or the story about it's her parents is correct. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with those two, but I, I think they just got it somehow, whether, you know, legally or nefariously, I don't know. And um, once they got the 500 bucks, they did, you know, did, this thing was posted for like at least a month. So they've been trying to sell it for a while. So I think they just had the money and they didn't want to give it back because they were using it for rent or drugs or whatever. Um, but like I said, the the irony of the whole thing is the hitch they gave me was worth more than the one I was trying to buy. So that's why I have a hard time calling it a scam other than once the transaction was done. And, and I wish I would have been able to record the phone call with the guy because he had to have been on drugs the way he was acting. He was slurring his words. Mm-hmm. He was like, sounds like you got an effing problem. You know, not my problem. It was just, it was really weird. I'll just turn it over, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, just so, yeah, I, I don't know what I could have done to avoid it other than, you know, I, I didn't know it looked exactly like the other model. I mean, I opened the box, I looked at it and everything, you know, and this company only makes um, two models of hitches. And, and, and one of them is a couple inches shorter overall than the other one. And honestly, if you didn't have them side by side, there's no way you'd know just by kind of looking it over. Um, and, 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 and when the model number is on the outside of the box too, it's like, you're not really going to question it. It's a new hitch. Is it really the right model that the box says it is? So in that situation, you know, I don't know what I could have done different other than. I, I just know. have this mental picture that uh, the, the boyfriend, the regrettable boyfriend was, somehow uh, maybe acquiring this hitch nefariously. And as he was running out of some house, he said, quick, grab that big-ass hitch. We can sell it on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, their whole story was, you know, was start to finish was just weird. So I think her calling and apologizing was her getting scared when I said police report. And then, you know, the fact that I did not get any kind of phone call or response to a text. In fact, I actually texted her this morning and said, hey, by the way, I did some research and that hitch that you gave me by accident is actually worth $100 more. So when you get it back, advertise it as that and you might make some extra money. Didn't get any response. No response. No response. So they're they're keeping my money. I'm out $500, but honestly, I shouldn't have much of a problem, you know, getting somebody that actually needs that hitch and has the right truck for it to pay me 500 bucks for it. Now, on the flip side, you've had years of good experience on buying and selling stuff on Craigslist. Yeah, that was the first bad experience I had. But didn't you tell me a story that you heard somebody got killed for $8 one time? Oh, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, it's, it's not worth you, – you talk to the boyfriend. He obviously was uh, not feeling hospitable. And so it's not like you want to go meet somebody at 35 degrees in the rain in Tulsa at night and uh, hope that you're going to get your $500 back when he broke all the stuff in the house and it ran out and took a hundred of it. That's there's no good ending to that story. Yeah. I mean, at that point it's just like, well, 
maybe I'll make a good story and maybe I'll publish it on YouTube and maybe I can get some ad revenue. <laughs> well, I like how you always say this is going to be another unpublished video. Well, it's only funny because it's true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have years of videos of things yeah. you're going to teach people. See, how many years I've been telling you I'm going to, well, I have a YouTube channel. I've never uploaded a single video to it, but how many years have I been telling you I'm going to oh. a YouTube channel? I know. Well, and I've got all the raw footage. I take video of everything. But when it comes to, okay, now i got to sit down and go through hours of footage and make some creative, cool video that people want to watch, I go, squirrel. Yeah, well, at least you don't have to be the idiot that has to edit this show. I would just scrap this one. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to pull some silver out of this pile of shit, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, Well, good luck to you. Yeah, thanks. And good luck to your Oklahoma hotel room, by the way. Yeah, well, technically, that's why I'm in a, in a hotel room, because I have, we purchased a new trailer, and uh, the trailer is bigger than this hotel room, but <laughs> yep, I've got no way to pull it away from the dealership, so I'm still in a hotel room. I'm, I'm currently scouring Craigslist for another hitch in Tulsa to buy. <laughs> yeah. Keep us posted on how that goes. I'm buying a hitch from the dealership. Yeah, that's the better better play. All right, Damon. Well, thank you for another uh, moderately okay show. Yeah, this one was all over the place, bro. All right. Well, I always say we should never do the show before the show, but apparently just uh, setting you free is not the secret to success. I kept telling you, what do you want me to say on the show? I don't know what we're going to do. I'm I'm still hoping you don't actually publish this one because this didn't really go anywhere. I still don't quite know what the overarching theme was, but hey, it's your show, man. Hey, you know what? I love our listeners, but they, you know, truly they, they are getting what they pay for and <laughs> worth every penny. Worth every stinking penny. All right. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. This is Steve Rode, your get out of deck guy. If you want more advice or you want some free help, be sure to visit me at the getoutofdebt.org website. And while you're at the site, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for even more practical tips and advice.